and welcome. welcome. Welcome to Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne and I'm Sabrina. Hi. And I woke up to a strange random direct message on Instagram this morning. Wait, I thought it was silly. Why did you think you, said, well, you texted it, just, it to me and you're like, did you it get was this just, too? And I was like, someone, no. It's like someone created a, a fake Instagram to send it to me. So if you are, or do you Jeff, think that it's just a ghost? Well, let me read it. Okay, so I it guess says that, that part is yeah. It says, "When you are a ghost, how will you do your whole disappearing thing? The classic fade away till you disappear, or the theatrical poof?" And well, how will you answer Jeff, Jeff's question? Jeff, I will answer your question on the podcast. I will not respond to your DM because it's it feels like you created a fake profile, so I didn't know who you really were. But I would love to theatrically poof in and out of places to answer yeah, your question. I, that, yeah, that one's fun. It, but like poof into sparkles or something where it's like Ooh. you like have to drop, pretend do to I, drop something and then. Okay, but do I have to pick? Can I do both? Like depending on the environment? Probably. Like I would love to sure. do a slowed, slow fade in and a slow fade out if I'm really trying to scare someone. Yeah. 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 That would be, that would be nice. I want to do, <laughs> I want to do like a glitch. You know, like w- when you watched TV back in the day and you'd like turn it off and there, there would still kind of be like the buzz and you'd see the static for a little while longer mm-hmm. and then it would sl- dissipate. That's what I wanted. Oh, that's fun. I, I thought – I I love that. I thought you were talking about like you're in one spot for a second and all of a sudden you glitch and you're in like you're closer to them. That would be so scary. Oh, my God. I would be petrified. Hell no. How would oh gosh, you? I want to know yesterday. how everyone else wants to do their disappearing yeah. and appearing. Let us as know a ghost. how you're. Let us know how you're glitching. Yeah, or dissipating. Yeah, I watched so many scary movies on the plane yesterday, but one of them was. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, but I watched A Quiet Place too. That was the second oh, that's a good movie one. I watched, mm-hmm. and I was not prepared. I couldn't. I shouldn't have watched it on the plane. I really, it's amazing, but it's mm-hmm. not something that you should watch when you're next to people and sharing such close proximity with them. Because the amount of times I went, <gasps> and like my full body, like I was like throwing elbows at like the guy who's next to me. I'm like, I'm so, sorry. I'm so sorry. And I literally turned the volume almost all the way down, the brightness all the way down. And I was just reading the screen because I was too scared. So I was like just doing closed captions because <laughs> it's scary. I was like, that's what I do. I need to choose. More horribly where I do things. Yeah. But I feel like The Plane is yeah. a perfect place to catch up on movies. And that is a movie you need to see. I so I'm, I am I condone it. Yeah, I wish that you and good. I, when I we traveled to do things, I wish we traveled together so that we could do like a three, two, one play and watch a scary movie together. Watch things together. That would be so fun. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's going to be things that we're going to do together in the near future. I know, but we're not going to fly on the same but flight. But I guess we're not on the same yeah. flight. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Unless we, we go to Europe. Stuff, we like meet each other. We're not in the same city, so we're never on the same flight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, well, yeah. everyone, this is an Encounters episode. And if you're new here, we're also on YouTube starting June 1st. This actually might be our – is this – does this come out in June? No. So still is May. I think no. it's still May. I, but it, it will be uploaded. Yeah. Our hope is that we'll have all of these edited so that you can just pop into YouTube, see pop them in, all. Say hello. Binge, binge the past ones and then we'll keep up like as yeah. each week drops. It will also be on YouTube. Yeah. I love seeing people already starting to subscribe to us on YouTube. It makes me really excited. I know. It's fun. Sometimes I forget that we already created the profile Uh and I'm like, why are we getting these notifications? We don't have YouTube yet, but I forget that we actually have, we have the YouTube, we just haven't uploaded much on it yet. Yeah. Yeah. But we will. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to be 
fun. But we're here to read your spooky stories. Ghost stories. All of you guys. Do you want to go first? Ghostly happenings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I already saw your subject okay. lines and I'm really excited about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, some are not going to be unsurprising to anyone who's listened to any other episode of the podcast, but I'm going to start out with one from Piper called Bigfoot Has a Little Alien Friend. I mean, <laughs> that's the most Sabrina and Corinne subject line there I ever know. was. It's a little bit for you. It's a little bit for me. And a lot for so everyone you, else. Right. Okay. Hey, girls. My name is Piper. I was working on a different email, but I just had to send this in right after it happened. No, it's not a story about Bigfoot. Oh, oh, but I was hoping to catch your eye. <laughs> you did, Piper. You really did. You did. I'd, but honestly, that's brilliant. Haven't we said, like, just give us yes. an enticing tagline so we'll grab it? The more interesting okay. the subject line, the more intrigued Corinne and I will be. Right. We'll see it quicker. We see everything, mm-hmm. but we'll see it quicker. We see So everything. I get this very bad nightmare, and I just had one about a possessed doll in Voodoo Doll. I've oh. had the voodoo doll dream before, but it's never turned into a handmade Raggedy Ann doll before in my dream. The dream was of my boyfriend and I moving his beat-up 2000 Jeep Cherokee into the tree line of what was supposed to be my parents' yard. He's currently living with us, and I guess he was in the dream too. So for some reason, I had the urge to go look in his glove box, and in the owner's manual sat a very neatly placed voodoo doll. Oh. Thank God I know he doesn't actually have an owner's manual <laughs> in that ugly thing, but still. I could tell he was freaked out, as he should be, but I told him that he just needed to get rid of it with me. Realistically, I shouldn't have said that in front of the voodoo doll. By the way, in the dream, we were already sitting about 50 feet from the tree line that we were supposed to park in. At the time, I wasn't worried about the doll, but after we got to the tree line, we walked in front of the car and I put a napkin in my hand to take it farther. Well, I somehow still touched it because as soon as I had my fingers on it, I had this horrible feeling. My whole body felt like it was shaking. And when I glanced down, it had turned into one of those big handmade dolls. Not a Raggedy Ann, but similar with a small head and the mouth was made of thick red yarn. Remember that. Oh. But I still – I know. Whenever someone in an email says – Whenever someone in an email says, remember that – I yeah, like mark this. Like drop my a pen. brain goes to like the weirdest, darkest places. Yeah. What is the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. And usually we're about to read yeah. the worst <laughs> thing that could happen. Uh, but I stayed strong and I walked 10 or 15 feet from where we parked the car. I told the thing that it was not welcome telepathically and I was pacing, definitely because I was nervous. And I still had these very bad chills, like someone had both of my shoulders and was shaking me and sending shocks through my body. Well, I dropped the doll face down, also important, and my boyfriend and I started to walk off. My boyfriend had a shovel in hand ready to bury it, but for some reason, I didn't want him to bury the voodoo doll in this dream. Something told me to look behind me, and when I did, the doll had moved a foot to the right and was now on its side. I looked forward and then back again, and the doll was now smiling, straight-faced, frowning a little (laughs) And then a very deep frown was then visible on its face. I told my boyfriend to just look behind us, and then we just kept walking, and he said that he saw the same thing. What the heck? I kept looking back like an idiot, and it kept happening. I was watching this doll frown and smile at me. Of course, I had the chills. This was terrifying. So we get back to the car. I wake up from the dream, but I still felt the same chills when I woke up, like I had been in shock. I felt that way before, but... 
I don't know if I ever have after a dream. So this was a little freaky. And I said out loud in a very stern voice, but quiet enough to not wake my boyfriend who was sleeping next to me, that nothing is welcome near me or my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I have him here with me now. His snoring <laughs> is definitely keeping the demons away. Normally after a bad dream, I just sit here on my phone paranoid and try to go back to sleep. But at least I can cuddle up to him and be okay. But I'm sure this email is going to sound a little bit jumbled, like everything I've tried to write out about my dreams. But this one by far has been the creepiest. And I fucking hate dolls. Maybe I'll just. Yeah. Although I want to say that we don't hate the haunted dolls that listen to this podcast. That's true. We love them. And all the dolls from Aeonian Spirit. They're kind supporters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. We hate badly haunted dolls, like evil haunted dolls. Yes. Evil dolls. And then she says, well, I love this podcast. Keep doing what y'all are doing. And hopefully I can get more stories to you guys soon. I have one from my mom about a clown doll. (laughs) See you on the other side. In a whisper, obviously. (laughs) I kept forgetting that this was a dream for part of the time that you were reading it. It's so interesting, though, because I really do think dreams are tapping into a different consciousness or plane or – like I think there's a connection to the universe when you're dreaming. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if somewhere out there in the world someone was like using a voodoo doll against Piper in a way. And she picked up on it in the dream. I didn't think about that at all. I was thinking that's really interesting. I feel like that that's very possible. Because that makes sense why it felt so, so real. Like she was having this visceral response even when she woke up. And so that makes sense, especially given that she was like, I've had dreams before of like creepy things. I fear dolls. I've I've had these like weird, horrible dreams. But this one was different. I was thinking more of like maybe there was something that was just trying to scare her. Like there there was some sort of like sleep paralysis demon that was like, okay, dolls are her (laughs) thing. So I'm going to have a little fun here. You got to give them horrifying. credit for creativity. Like these sleep paralysis demons or demons in general, the way that they can manipulate and like creatively control dreams or reality, like they would yeah. make really, really good television writers. They would. Oh, but honestly, too, I feel like if we could all just record our dreams. Yes. There are some dreams that I'm like devastated to not remember I the know, details of when I wake up. Because I'm like, this would be so good same. if I could just write it all down. Ugh. I know. We need like little Too capsules bad. that just like – Or like in, I know. in Harry Potter, they take the memories out and then you put it in the little vial and you can watch it again later. Yeah. Yeah. We need – or I mean – or like the BFG. Don't they do that in the BFG <laughs> <laughs> Or like the giants go and like blow nightmares and dreams into little kids. <gasps> Gosh. I'm – the one day when I have a room of my own, when I'm a showrunner, I'm going to interview some sleep paralysis demons. I thought you meant like demons. your own bedroom <laughs> away from Nick. I was like, oh. <laughs> no, I guess out of context, that doesn't make sense. But no, no, no. In a writer's room that I am running and hiring for, I am going to interview some sleep paralysis demons for some ideas. <laughs> good luck. That, that would be- also be a good show, a show about a – room of writers that are all sleep paralysis demons tm writing yeah, it it's <laughs> tm it's a little bit reminiscent of like the good place but it's like they're they're writing yeah they're writing, they're writing like nightmares. comedy or something they're writing the nightmares or writing nightmares yeah 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 or what if it's like about a group of people that are so sick of of writing only nightmares and not being trusted and they're trying to the, all these sleep paralysis <laughs> demons are trying to prove themselves as comedy writers oh my gosh they're trying to write comedy but every time they try to pitch a joke and then they go and then we murder them yeah <laughs> 
I'm oh, I'm here it. for it. Okay. All right. Yeah. You can TM that one. I'm TMing all of it. All of it. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to read one from our listener, Shauna, and it's called – well, I'm not going to read the subject line for this one. Okay. Hey, ladies. I'm a huge fan. I've been binging during work to drown out the bitches in my office. <laughs> Okay, well, Shauna, I need to know more about these bitches Forget in your office. Story, give us all the drama. <laughs> that, oh, my God. That's so oh, funny. That got me. Oh. I love workplace <laughs> drama. Like, I love to hear about the gossip. Wow. I have, like, tears. That got me, Shauna. I know. Whew. It's so funny. But honestly, like, good for you, Shauna. Just plug in your headphones. Ignore <laughs> it. Don't listen to any of it. Don't be involved. <laughs> Drown out the Great. bitches. Oh my gosh. Oh, drown out the bitches. I want a shirt that says drown out the bitches with two girls, one ghost. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> Shauna. We'll make like a little embroidered enamel. Yeah. Like, people, like we'll a little just, pin. Like, start our own like motorcycle club <gasps> and it can be one of the patches. <laughs> Corinne. Right? It would be cool. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Am I like vulnerable right now? Like this shouldn't be setting me off the way that it is. But I have full tears in my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, I think we're both tired because I was just traveling in LA and you were just in Vegas. For I was just in Vegas and it was a weekend. So we're both struggling. Guys, side note. If you have not been. going to talk about Thunder from Down Under again. (laughs) Yes. You brought it up like three times. Everyone I was around you with this weekend, I heard you (laughs) bring up like, I have to tell you about Thunder from Okay, it's called Thunder Down Under, and you guys, if you could see my face right now, which you can. Well, it's on YouTube, people can. (laughs) All I will say is, holy hot, it was, if you are in Vegas, or if you have access to, I don't know, I don't know if they have YouTube videos, but be in person, preferably. Thunder Down Under is the most delightful. And it's hot. It's just hot. And that's all I have to say about it. It's I <laughs> haven't stopped thinking about it. <laughs> when you told me about it, I mean, I already told you this, but I had to Google like, does it have nudity? Because I fully thought you went to like a full frontal male strip club <laughs> and were like having the time of your life, which if you had, had, good for you. But I didn't understand it. I thought you were like, you should have been there. And I was just picturing like, wangs everywhere like oh flopping around yeah, see i don't think i would have liked that i don't like that's not the attractive part the attractive part was like it was like very seductive it was men like ripping clothes off their bodies and then like occasionally like coming up and sitting on your lap and just like looking you in the eyes <laughs> <laughs> you wanted that that contact oh and then i didn't this didn't happen to me i will get back to shauna's story in a second but this deserves airtime there was this is an ad for, <laughs> for oh my gosh thunder down under please sponsor our podcast oh my god can you imagine free trip everyone gets to go <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god that's your birthday present right Ooh, i'm hot okay so there was one or there were a couple of girls who were brought up onto stage and the guys would like grind on them and then slowly do a strip tease to them and then they would pick the girl up and then put their hands on their butts so like they would have the girl touch their firm muscular butts let me just say 
society has been objectifying women for forever. And it felt really, really nice to objectify men for an hour. <laughs> it felt like it was time. Well, also the difference too there is that the guys have chosen mm -hmm. to be on stage and to yes. place the woman's hands on their own butt. Yes. Yes. So that, that I did look at photos of all the guys that worked there after you told me because I went on the website and it's like, meet our dudes and they are very muscular. I don't – so the whole concept is supposed to be that they're from Australia. I'm pretty sure they had fake Australian accents, but it didn't bother me. I, I was still – We got to do some stalking on Instagram <laughs> or something. Figure it out. Okay. Well – The true mystery. I will um, be back to Thunder Down Under. I will say that. Great. 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 Okay. Shauna's story. <laughs> okay. If it doesn't have Australian dudes taking their clothes <laughs> off, we don't want to hear it, Shauna. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> if anyone's watching Love Island, the show gave me fanny flutters. That's all I have to say. Okay. Shauna's story. LOL. Anywho, I'm pretty <laughs> – I'm pretty sure if my mom ever hears this subject line, she's going to kick my ass, but it is what it is. <laughs> so a little backstory. My brother and I weren't on the best of terms leading up to his death in 2017. We hadn't talked in probably about two-ish years, mainly because I'm a stubborn asshole, but we both are. So when he died, I felt like a part of me died with him. I felt such guilt because I knew I could have mended our relationship, but didn't. So about a week before he died, he was talking to my mom about how he felt guilty about our fight, and my mom told him to talk to me, but we never got to have that conversation. He was sadly killed in May of 2017. So in September of 2018, I found out I was pregnant, but I wasn't sure if my little one was going to make it or not with everything I had going wrong, so I didn't tell anyone. So one day, I was super stressed because of how sick I was and just needed comfort from my mom. So I called her and I told her I was pregnant and she told me she already knew. She said, my brother came to her in a dream and told her I was having a boy. Shauna, you're at it again. <laughs> Sabrina, <laughs> I'm, I'm like emotional. I don't know. So my brother was always a shithead. Not nice, but it's the truth. So I was like, there's no effing way I'm having a boy. I'm having a girl because he's an asshole and would say one thing when it was the opposite. So for months, I was set on having a girl. I was like, this fool is bullshitting my mom because he knows how much I would want a boy. So I go in for my ultrasound and the tech was like, I don't want you to find out on a table. So he printed the picture and put it in a freaking sealed envelope so I couldn't see while I was waiting. And obviously, I open it as soon as I walk out of the office and see some freaking boy parts this asshole didn't lie after all, which low-key I was kind of bummed about because I was totally prepared for a girl. And that is how my dead brother snitched me out to my mom. My son was born on May 24th, 2019 because his uncle knew I didn't want to have my son on the day we lost him. Oh. Sorry this email's long. It's not. Stay spooky, Shauna. This is incredible. This is yeah. reminding me so much of the story that we heard on Campfire Stories, too. I know. Very similar. Wow. I mean, it's just really nice to to hear a story of, of like, the support from your loved ones mm -hmm. who, who pass away when there's new life yeah. coming in. Because that's a really tough thing to also, like, celebrate in addition to your family while also still actively mourning. grieving and mourning yeah. and thinking about someone who used to be a part of your family that's not physically present anymore. Yeah. So 
I just think that's really lovely, like to have that that moment. And for her, I wonder what her mom thought. Like, I wonder what the yeah. actual interaction was. I know. What was the dream? Right. How did she know to like truly trust it? It's also interesting to me because I know Shauna said that her and her brother had never really made amends before he passed away, but I, it's clear to me that her brother has forgiven her that, and he has moved on and he's watching over her and now her son. Mm-hmm. And it, it, based on Shauna's experience, like having trouble with the pregnancy in the beginning and she was so stressed and didn't want to tell anyone, like clearly Shauna's brother was like, she needs someone to know and someone to support her. And so I'm going to tell our mom. Yeah. And like, oh, I just think that's so sweet. So sweet. And and I hope to Shauna too, like it helps her understand that he forgives her. They've that they have moved on together, and he's going to be there for her. Right. And be oh my gosh, yeah. and be Shauna's little son's guardian angel. Right. Or imaginary friend. Oh, you know. Yes. Like I'm just thinking about like baby that. monitors, where like you'll hear someone be like, "It's okay," or like mm-hmm. cooing at the baby, putting them to sleep, and you're like, "Who is that?" And then you realize it's like. Your grandmother or someone. <laughs> I love yeah, that. I, I love, love those. I All know. of these stories are just so like heartwarming, but also yes. makes you want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This story, not your story, and then probably not a lot of the stories we're going to read, but stories of like family members yeah. coming from beyond to, right. to share messages. Yeah, Visitations, I agree. angels, <sighs> miracles. Exactly. Miracles, magic. Yeah. Okay. I have another one. This one – I believe the subject line is authentic to what the story <laughs> has to offer. And it is called Bigfoot Made My Dad Cry. So I'm just going to put those back oh. to back just so that we get one one Bigfoot one in here. <laughs> this a is requirement. from Amber. It's a requirement. Okay. Hey, ghouls, ghosts, significant others, and Leia. First off, I want to say how much I love the podcast and you girls. And I was also so excited to hear the episode about Minnesota that I had picked. Woo. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys a story that my grandma used to tell me almost every night before I would go to bed when I would stay at her house. My dad's side of the family is from this really small town. I don't even think I would call it a town. It's called Wawena. Hmm. Wawena. Wawena. Where, where is that? My dad's whole side. I, I don't know. <laughs> Probably Minnesota, since she wanted to hear. Oh Minnesota, yeah, should we ask Google all of our questions now? Wawena. Okay. My dad's whole side claims that Bigfoot lives there. Okay, so when my dad was about two or three, he was taking a nap while my aunt was watching TV, and my grandma was down the road at her sister's house visiting. And my two uncles were outside throwing rocks at big moths that were on the <laughs> side of their shed. Oh my god! Sounds so like Minnesota. As they were harming. <laughs> <laughs> she writes, as they were harming innocent moths, like boys do, I guess, they heard a noise that sounded like something coming out of the swampy area behind the house. Oh. It was making some sort of grunting noises. They started running towards the house and heard whatever it was chasing them. Oh so they gosh. got inside and they locked the door. As they were telling my aunt what was going on, the door handle started to jiggle And of course, they freaked out and decided to call my grandma to come home. As they were talking to my grandma, they could hear whatever it was walking around the house, still making these weird grunting noises, but it didn't quite sound like any kind of animal that they knew. My grandma could also hear the noises from over the phone. What? Oh my God, so loud. When they heard it walking around the house, it walked past my dad's room as my dad woke up starting to scream. So my grandma drives back to the house to see what's going on. She walks up to the door and it's locked. And she's thinking, oh, great. I'm locked out here with whatever it is that my kids are freaking out about. 
So finally, my uncle comes. He opens the door for her, and they are freaking out trying to tell her what's going on. So my grandma goes outside and looks around and sees some bigger footprints that go around the house and then sees nothing and hears nothing. That's pretty much it. My grandma has told me this tons and given me ton more stories about that house from a guy showing up in the middle of the night wanting to use their phone, saying he ended up there because he only takes right turns only. What? Like a real person? (laughs) Possibly seeing a hat man and seeing a group of people all in white walking down the dirt road and then disappearing. Oh. And also my dad has lots of stories of Bigfoot encounters that I'll try to send in. Thanks for reading, Amber. Amber, we need all of your stories. My goodness. This is – that's one of those things where it's like – you know what? how little kids, like when you're a little kid, at some point in your life, whether it's like at school or some sort of like town-sponsored mm-hmm. event, at least in New England, I feel like this happened a lot, where you would get to do like your handprints in some sort of clay. That's where I'd want to like take one of those kits and mix it up and make some casts. Of the big of the foot? footprints. I know. Yes. Okay. My question is though, like what did Bigfoot want? In my mind, I'm thinking that Bigfoot was confused or like, I don't know, had a few too many swamp beers. And ended up, like, transporting inside the house and then was, like, grunting and confused and, like, how do I get out? Where's my portal back to the swamps and my stumbling around? It's so – I don't think it was inside the house. I think it was just walking around the perimeter and probably – But the door was shaking. was just frustrated. Trying to get in. Oh, of the house. house. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but the grunting was so loud that her grandma could hear the grunting from outside. I'm thinking – I mean – they would know if it was a bear because you could you could yeah. hear it. And, like, I feel like the footprints would be kind of distinct. And also if it's, like, a black bear, it's not like their, like, feet are very large. But it just right. makes me think that maybe the sound of the rocks hitting the side of the shed where the moths were that her uncles kept throwing, maybe that just, like, really disturbed it. And it was, like – or maybe it was, like, one of those things where, you know, like, certain monkeys, you're not supposed to, like, point and smile at yeah. them because that's – they take that as a threat. Maybe that sort of sound and that action is supposed to be some sort of like territorial thing. Oh, for interesting. Bigfoot. What if Bigfoot is like, what if moth, moths are like somehow connected to Bigfoot and Bigfoot was really offended that they were throwing that was rocks? Their, that was Bigfoot's pets. He had curated <gasps> his butterfly farm, all of his moths. He kept them there. He was having a party later. Oh my he was going to show everyone they were on display and he was devastated. All of his hard work. Just ruined. I just want to see Bigfoot frolicking with moths. Moths. Why can't I say that word? Moths. Moths. How do you say it? Moths. Moths. Why is that? Well, I think not come off my tongue. I don't know. I think you can. I think you're saying it right. Okay. I think you're just not hearing In my head. you saying it right. There's that Ted Lasso yeah. episode where they say the same word over and over and over, and they're like, it loses its like you. It, you. It no longer sounds like the word when you say it so many times. It doesn't sound right. Yeah. That's how I feel about the word pillow. I feel like if I say it like <laughs> maybe even seven times, it starts to feel wrong. But it's also yeah. one of my favorite words because it just feels pillow. good coming out of your mouth. <laughs> pillow. And it feels good under your head too. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, man. All right. Well, foot. Amber, you owe us a lot all of, of your stories. A lot stories. of them. So we will be waiting. Them. Okay. Yes, we will. This is a story. From our listener, Vanessa. And it's called, it's a doppelganger. It's a guardian angel, dot, dot, dot. It's astral projection, question mark. 
<laughs> Hi, Sabrina and Corinne. My name is Vanessa. I'm 23 years old and I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I've been listening to the podcast since November 2019 and I've been hooked ever since. I love like that was just like a little bio. Like now we know everything about Vanessa. Yep. Yeah. We know what we need to know. It's important. But not, but not everything. So yes. But she's need to hear her a story. part of the triangle. Her so. experience. A part of the triangle. I've been meaning to write in for the longest time, but your recent episode encounters 90 and the constant mention of doppelgangers was the push I needed to shoot an email. I have many stories, but I'll be sharing two short ones. My mom and I are super close. She's my best friend and my rock. We have always been very spiritual and sensitive beings, and together we have experienced all things paranormal, good and bad. When I was a teenager, approximately 14 years old, I was going through depression and was just in a really rough spot in life. One night I was not feeling well and I remember praying because I felt so alone and I cried myself to sleep. My dad came into the room to check on me. It was dark and the only source of light came from the moon creeping in through the curtains. My dad saw that my mom was cuddling alongside of me, her long black curly hair shining in the moonlight. Seeing that we were both okay and fast asleep, my dad went back into his room when suddenly he froze. My mom was in their bed reading a book. Oh, it's like, it's so creepy, but it's also beautiful. So I'm like cringing, but also smiling. Oh, so who the heck was in bed cuddling with me? My dad, immediately thinking it was an intruder with me, ran back into my room and saw that no one was in bed but me. My dad, confused, told my mom, and my mom, as calm as ever, didn't even react. It's okay, she told my dad, and she smiled. To this day, my mom says it was a guardian angel sent to comfort me, but I think it was herself that she had projected and sent her energy to comfort me. (laughs) Wait, I was going to say the exact same thing. (laughs) I mean... That's what it sounds like. I loved the idea of thinking of... Vanessa's mom, like in bed, like not really reading the book, but like looking at the book and just getting into the meditative state and just thinking about being with her daughter and cuddling her and giving her comfort. And that that's how easily she can actual project. Like yeah. that she does it all the time. Well, parents have that that sort of weird witchy connection that's so amazing. Like you <sighs> know when your child is going through something. You know when yeah. you need, like my mom knew things that I'd never spoken out loud. And also I told you the story very brief i won't retell the whole thing but basically like when i was in middle school yeah i was going through a hard time and my mom like accidentally actually projected and like witnessed and saw everything that i was going through and so that's why i started to think about that where when she was like it's okay i was like she must have her mom must have done something yeah and like yeah somehow wow part of her this makes me want to master she needed to this makes me want to master astral astral projection before i have children so that i can just astral project to be there for them. I know. Like that is well, honestly, beautiful. It is. But you also, I think, are like naturally good at it without knowing how to do it or control it. But you yeah. slip into it accidentally. I have the ability. So I, I think just it might like really come it. out when you're a mom, when you have kids. Yeah. All right. I'm going to practice. Okay. Back to Vanessa's email. My second story happened to my dad only a few weeks ago. And then she wrote in parentheses, my poor dad, for someone who is not a 100% believer and a scaredy cat, he experiences a lot. (laughs) So my dad likes to relax in his truck in the evenings when the sun is going down. And he was watching something on his phone when my mom comes out and brings him a cup of coffee. Without looking up, my dad grabbed the coffee and said, thanks, Lizette. And then he heard my mom's voice say, I'm not Lizette. My dad looked up 
and no one was there. But my dad looked at the cup of coffee, and it was a mug that I had gifted him years ago that said, best dad ever. And it was Father's Day that day. (laughs) She wrote, ooh, chills. I have no explanation for this story. My mom says that when my dad had this encounter, she was still making his coffee. And my dad says now that he doesn't know if he thought he saw me or my mom or what, because my mom and I sound and look alike. Was it a doppelganger? Was it a spirit? Was I astral projecting without knowing? We truly may never know. Thank you so much for you reading. You handed I- a cup of coffee, though? Handed a cup of coffee. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <sighs> Ooh. <laughs> I know you girls hear it a lot, but y'all are literally the best. Sabrina, I'm also a writer and just wanted to tell you that you're such an inspiration to oh, to many women writers, including myself. You guys are really trying to make me cry today. <laughs> uh, keep up the fabulous and spooky work, ladies. See you on the other side. Vanessa, P.S. Thanks to Corinne, I got sucked into the TikTok trend and I came across this creepy TikTok, which I've attached where a ghost was caught on a truck driver's camera and I wanted to share it with y'all. Beware a hitchhiking ghost. Wink, wink. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll, we'll have to we'll watch have to it after. Watch it and then yeah. we'll share it on our social yeah. media when yeah, this comes yeah. out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm wondering. Okay. So this, obviously we talked about the first one, but the second mm-hmm. one, I'm, I'm starting to think like, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's another relative. Like, I wonder if it's her grandma or great grandma, you know, like I know certain people when they pass, they might present themselves yeah. at a certain age. It's different from when they passed away, but like family wise, mm-hmm. his wife, like her mom might look very, very similar to maybe her like great grandma yeah. or something. But he was also not really looking up. He just heard the voice. Mm. So I'm the the wildest part is in any version of what of an answer to the story, which I don't think we'll ever get. If it was Vanessa's mom astral projecting, or if it was Vanessa astral projecting, the fact mm. that they physically gave him a cup of coffee, like I've never heard of that with co- coffee with inside coffee the in mug, it. is what's like really tripping me up. Like that, like the mug is, is so dramatic wild. enough. Yes. But coffee in the mug when the coffee's still being made. How did you how did how? the coffee how is the coffee there? Also, how did did he have any? What did how did it taste? I mean, coffee from the right. astral plane? That's Are magic. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. That's magic. Maybe that's how you become like the chosen one. You chosen have to for drink what? The coffee that I don't know. <laughs> from something. You have to drink the coffee to something find out. Magical. I don't know, but like I'm picturing that, you know, like oh my you gosh, get, you get handed the potion, and suddenly you're oh in this, gosh. you're in this troop of superheroes, troop of superheroes. Yeah. Okay, Corinne. When I'm awesome. practicing astral projecting, I'm gonna try and bring like first like a penny with me, and then Ooh. I will slowly be able to bring coffee to people. I love that. A little morning wake up. Yeah. That would be so lovely. Helping everyone with their morning routines. Just yeah. find all of the like single parents out there and give them their cup of give coffee. Give them a cup morning. of coffee. <laughs> yeah. I, I love yeah. that. That's so cool. I have no answer. It's so – yeah, that's a befuddling but also incredible story. Truly. Truly. You know what your code word – or not, not code word. Code word. Your word. <laughs> what? Your word is, Sabrina. What? I feel like we both kind of pick up on certain words and say them a lot at certain periods. Or not like a lot, but it, like it, it yeah. becomes introduced into our vocab. Mm-hmm. And bef- you say befuddled or befuddling. You've said it maybe like three times in the past 
four months. And every time you say it, I'm like, God, that's such a good word. Oh, do I? It's so good. Yeah. I apparently say incredible s- a lot too. Incredible. I'm, I'm trying to expand my vocabulary too. I go through phases where I'll do like word of the day. I also really want to buy a dictionary oh. and just like flip through and every day like read a new word and learn how to use it. But the hard part is that it's such a good idea, but then I don't know how to create that habit. And also dictionaries are really expensive. Did you know that? No. How much are they? I don't know. I haven't looked in a while, but I remember last time I looked, I was like, what? But it, it might have been- you, you should just get one of those like pocket dictionaries. I know, but then you can't just flip. Or we have apps on our phone now. That's true. That are- Yeah. Don't th- I'm sure there's like a word of the day on dictionary.com. There probably right? is. And then it's one of those yeah. things where I- But there's something lovely about like Taking the big yeah. dictionary and, and flipping, slapping it open, it like and a the thin, like <laughs> really soft, shiny pages. Yeah. Oh, and then the ones that have—I mean, I know this is more like encyclopedia style, but I definitely have seen dictionaries that have like the coated gold on the outside of the pages. Oh, oh you know? my gosh! I love those. Maybe that's the one I was Fancy. looking at and why it was so expensive. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> go all gold dictionary. <laughs> I'll get you one for your birthday. Wow. <laughs> You take me to Thunder Down Under and give me a gold dictionary. After we try to have our CE5 event, our close encounter oh my gosh. of this kind out in the desert. This Which birthday. Which if we're going to Thunder Down Under, if we're going to Vegas, yes. we can easily stop on the side and be like, aliens. Corinne, this might up. be the best birthday ever. And it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> And then when you get pulled up onto stage, instead of a lap dance, we'll have them just read you the dictionary. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is hot. (laughs) Uh, And then the aliens will come down because they heard me calling and I'll be abducted while being read the dictionary by a hot Australian Thunder Down Under man. Oh, and you get abducted with one of them oh my gosh you have a little buddy a group a group abduction what if oh my god what if that was in the news it was like girl from ghost podcast (laughs) and the entire cast of thunder down under abducted in front of audience in las vegas in las vegas and then instagram and tiktok would have to verify us because they would see that article and they're like yes these women are famous yeah Actually, if anyone out there is a writer, if you guys could write about us in like a kind and positive way, that would be great. Yeah. Articles. Did you get verified? And they were like, no. Man, you, I, mm. People need to write about you. You have to have articles. And yeah. Like, oh, we only have the ghost penis. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Which I'm shocked that's not enough. I'm sorry. But yeah. I thought, oh, yeah. It felt more than enough to us. It did. So it really did. And this is something that I had to talk about in therapy because I was fed up with the, um, world for not seeing us as world dominating pyramid triangular people devastating i have an email from caitlin and it's titled spirits just like me (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing i hope it's good (laughs) for you to find out okay hello corinne and sabrina i hope you both are doing well i have two stories for you today They are big ones for me, so bear with me. Mm. While I may add, I've never experienced feeling off around spirits. Never. Oh. I guess I was just used to feeling them growing up in a house where spirits lingered. But my fiance always knows when something is off. And he actually saw an apparition, which I'm very jealous of, (laughs) when he was young. But moving on. I am severely prone to sleep paralysis, which has stopped, thankfully. And I'll explain more in a different email about how I think sleep paralysis is just you stuck in your body trying to escape the astral plane. Oh, whoa. (gasps) I mean, it's all just kind of (laughs) scary. Yeah. (laughs) 
being yeah send us your theories please yeah we'd love to hear the first experience i had was a couple years ago in 2017 my fiance boyfriend at the time and i were looking for a new place to move into and we had this realtor helping us so we were looking everywhere we were living in groton connecticut at the time and mostly looking in mystic we found this place that looked amazing it was a duplex perpendicular to each other so this really big house just separated and it had this small space but it was really cool and it had this cool old looking kitchen I was in love, of course, mostly because I just wanted to get out of our small apartment with our two cats and I wanted the room. (laughs) And walking through the house was amazing. The kitchen was amazing. The hallway was small. The master bedroom was cool. I saw the cat from next door hanging out in the window looking into our house. Oh, so cute. So cute. I had a (laughs) – I know. I'm in. I want this house. (laughs) She goes, I mean, it had a weird look, but I'm obsessed with cats. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. The cat looks weird, but – I. Love weird looking cats. It's maybe my favorite thing <laughs> on Instagram. My cousin the- Mallory has a cat named Frank who like looks basically like the grumpy cat. Like he looks super ugly, but he's basically just a dog. He's this giant fluff ball oh, and she so puts him on a leash and she walks him around and like lets him climb up trees on their walks. <laughs> That's amazing. Frank. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves Frank. Love you, Frank. We also ended up walking up the attic stairs, and I remember turning halfway to look around, and I see a photo just placed right in my eyeline like it was meant for me to see it. My boyfriend at the time was like, that's weird. (laughs) And even the realtor was like, yeah, that is weird. And we shrugged it off and ended up filling out the application. My boyfriend kept telling me that he didn't know how he felt about it, but I was like, oh, come on, why not? (laughs) And that night, we got a text from the realtor saying that people wanted to meet us and talk about it. And so we went forward with it, and I was very excited. Yay. That night, I ended up waking up randomly. I'd like to note that I only wake up in the middle of the night when I have to pee very badly. (laughs) Other than that, I'm a very heavy sleeper. But alas, randomly, I woke up. I thought it was weird, but I was like, "Mm, maybe I'll just go with it. Like, maybe it's – I don't have to go to the bathroom – this is just out of habit, whatever. So I get back into the bed and I realize how awake I am. I am wide awake, but for no reason. So I tried to force myself to sleep, which I guess I wish I didn't. While attempting to force myself to sleep, I was experiencing flashes of images, which sounds like exactly how it would be if you were thinking about it in the movies. It was so cliche, but true. I was experiencing flashes of white light going through images in my head of us in the house, specifically when we were in the master bedroom. Only I wasn't looking through my eyes. I was looking through the cat's eyes. (gasps) Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And seeing the house the way the cat would be looking at us. Oh, my. I was watching myself gawk at the cat while a ghostly dark image stood behind me. Oh, Oh, I've chilled throughout this whole story. I shrugged off the images and I checked what time it was and it was around 3 a.m. and I finally forced myself to sleep, which then got worse. I'm – this cat is magic. We talked last – what, two weeks ago that cats are witches? I – this cat is a witch. witch. I'm obsessed. (sighs) How incredible. But like the cat is telling them that there's something dark in the house. Like you see yourself through my eyes and you see this darkness move about behind you. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. So – then things got worse. We were in the house, but everything was opposite. The house looked older, but the realtor was there. We were in the kitchen, and there was this hidden window where I saw this horrible-looking girl with this huge evil grin on her face. Ew. 
I screamed to everyone to leave and I ran out of the house and down the long driveway, which has stone walls. And of course, as I'm running there, the girl is there again, having her head doing a 180. And of course, now I'm running towards her. I I'm ended up sorry. tripping into the street and <laughs> imagine <laughs> I'm turning around to see a bunch of people attacking me. And then there's this woman, a high bun and a high neck Victorian outfit standing over me and stabs me with a lone knife. What the I heck? I wake up crying, holding my boyfriend. This is like the show Ghosts Gone Horribly Wrong, right? The, the non-comedic <laughs> one. This is the one written by the sleep paralysis demons. Yes, yes. Like, it's a comedy. She'll run out into the <laughs> hall and down the driveway and it will be hilarious and then we'll stab her. <laughs> no. I woke up crying and holding oh my, my boyfriend gosh. asking to never step foot in that place again. So we retracted our offer the next day. The second big experience I had happened just last November in 2019. My boyfriend and I were Airbnb-ing it up. <laughs> uh, we were Airbnb-ing it up with some friends and going to Rhode Island Comic Con. I was super excited, especially because I got tickets to get a photo op with my spooky girl, Christina Ritchie. A week prior, though, I was going through some difficulties with my ankle. My plantar fasciitis was really acting up and causing me to have swollen ankles. And my feet, I could barely walk on them. So hiking up the spiral staircase to the third floor was a challenge. Our friends had already gotten there and we were at the con and my boyfriend and I got there just a little bit later and wanted to drop off our stuff and meet them for dinner. As I mentioned, I never get vibes from places. But as soon as we walked in, it was not good. I even expressed to my boyfriend, does something feel off to you? And he agreed, but shrugged it off and we went to dinner. That night, forgetting how we felt... We fell asleep and I woke in the middle of the night with no reason again whatsoever and immediately knew what it meant. Fuck. I knew there was something horrible about to go down. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was boiling hot in the room and it was just this hot, dead air, which was terrible. But I tried to force myself back to sleep. And like I said, I have this foot issue and one specifically that I had to elevate. And I realized that I needed to elevate this foot. So I quickly put it back onto the backpack. There were no extra pillows. And threw a blanket over my feet and I laid back down. No sooner did my head hit the pillow that I felt a finger glide up the bottom of my foot. <gasps> no! I shot up saying, yo, what the fuck was that? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Just like I'm picturing it like <laughs> oh. on the light, up the toe, in between Like with toes. like a sharp <laughs> nail. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs> My boyfriend was halfway awake and didn't know what was happening, so I explained it to him and was just terrified this time. So I attempted to force myself back to sleep, but I knew I was not going to be sleeping. That was no. just not going to happen. I just kept thinking about it. And then the images started again. Flashes of lights, flashes of images of my friends sleeping in their beds, and this creature hopping from room to room, pleading to us, saying that we needed to stay and help them. I wasn't scared oh. at all, so I ended up forcing myself to sleep. And the next day, we didn't talk too much about it and decided to just enjoy the conference. Later that night, we did not want to stay at that place again, even though we'd paid for the whole weekend, but that just was not going to happen. Oh, my God. We did end up calling our friends to explain the incident, and Ben, my boyfriend, told his half that I didn't hear, saying how he was stuck in the sleep paralysis and how there was this creature in the corner. And he didn't feel that creature was bad, but something was just more like mocking him oh. and keeping him from sleeping. 
I was surprised at hearing the creature because I hadn't even told him about the flashes of images that I had. And I asked him what it looked like, and he described it as something with a big mouth. And I asked him if it looked like the creature from where the wild things are, and he looked pale as a ghost oh my when gosh. I asked this. He said that he'd seen something that looked like that as well. Oh, my gosh. I didn't have any dreams that night when we got home, thankfully. But I will say this, though. After that night, that foot that got touched, it didn't hurt anymore. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Thanks all for the big experiences. I'll email another time with some smaller ones. See you on the other side, Caitlin. It's a healing sleep paralysis demon? What? Okay, I have so many questions. Like, I wonder if there are multiple spirits there because there's like that spirit that's asking for them to stay and help. Is that the same as the monster? And what what does it need help with? Right, I don't know. And I like. I, I mean, I, I it guess is nice that they both said they didn't get bad feelings from the spirit. It was just more like weird and a little unsettling. Yeah, he felt like it was mocking them. She was just kind of like, I don't really know what's happening. I'm just strange flashes. Like, yeah, Caitlin was scared, but then wasn't anymore. Right, it's kind of like a hard switch. And just like the, the feeling of like the yeah. – that's what's weird. Like the finger uh, – maybe it could help. Maybe it did help Caitlin because maybe it was like, yeah. I'll help you if you help me. I'll but help then, your foot to pay it forward and now I need your help. I need your help. I uh, – it's this is one of those things <laughs> where when you hear a ghost story and you like want to unravel and understand and dig into like the psychology of the spirit, but it's just so right. strange. So I will I will – turn my focus to Caitlin. And I think the way that she experiences these paranormal flashes is so fascinating. And I mean, even with the cat, it was, it sounds like she's able to be transported into someone else's perspective, whether it be the cat Mm -hmm. or the spirit, you know, moving through room to room, asking for help, which I think is, I mean, that's a superpower. How cool that spirits can, I know, basically give you their perspectives. And it's it's also interesting that it's like moments of time that it's flashes. Yeah. It's like photographs. Yeah. I'm wow. So she's still kind of piecing it together. It's like she's flipping through a scrapbook of someone else's yeah. experiences and trying to make out like exactly what that means for her. It's kind of like what you were saying about like if we could rewatch our own dreams or our own memories. Mm-hmm. Like you can if you're a spirit. If you're a spirit, you can give someone your memories, your dreams, and have them see it. Which I think is Yeah. So we just have to become ghosts. Corinne, is what I'm saying. (laughs) I know. Well, I feel like we've heard it before where there's stories that people in their dreams have these experiences and it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, is it a past life? Is it someone who, whose spirit is like at unrest, who's trying to have you solve their murder or their crime, whatever happened or like help them move on. But this one's so interesting because it was literally the cat. Like it was a living creature. Yeah. That she had plucked. I also wonder, was it in color? Because don't oh. cats see in like black and white or some um, sort of like I don't actually don't know varied the color. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. I also want to know more about this first place in the first story that they ended up retracting their offer mm-hmm. on. Like, Caitlin, can you send us the listing? I want to see the pictures of it, and I'm just so curious what the history of it is because. There was like the high-necked Victorian ghost and then the little girl with a creepy smile and then the Victorian high-necked lady stabbed her. So it's like, who's mm-hmm. who? Are there multiple spirits? Did a lot of things happen in that place? I, I, What was the black right. shadow figure behind 
Caitlin when they were walking through it. I don't know. Yeah. This was in Mystic, Connecticut, right? Yeah. So I do think. some research into the yeah. location too. All right. I think she said Mystic. Caitlin, you have to send us more information. Give us all the info because all we're of it. super curious. Always. This is the thing. Okay. If you ever hear us say we need more information, please email us again. Like we we truly, truly want to know more. Yeah. Reply yeah. to your first emails too so that we yeah. can have the, yeah. the thread of info together. Yeah. We just That's need to great. know it all. We need to know it all. Okay. This is from our listener, Megan, and it is called Don't Forget the Newspaper, Kitty's Suicide and a Protective Ghost. So trigger warning, there is suicide in this story. Hi, ladies. I found your podcast recently and have listened to it almost nonstop since. As someone who is commonly referred to as the ghost friend or the one with all the ghost stories, it makes me feel less weird. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. I have a lot of experiences, possibly because I've always been open to the idea of the paranormal. My parents are believers and the home they lived in before I was born was so haunted that one day my mom swooped up my brothers, called my dad, and refused to ever go back. Oh my God. I'll send some more stories. When in doubt, move out. When in doubt. Put into action. I'll send some more stories from my mom another time. When I was in my teenage years, I went to a medium, as you do, and he immediately sensed that I have the ability to see and tap into that world. I always describe it to people as, if you're in a crowded room and only one person could see you, you would try to talk to that person. I think this is why I have had so many experiences. Anyways, I have one story in particular that I wanted to share with you. It has had the most impact on me. My sister-in-law at the time was working as a vet and used to pet sit for some of the clients for some extra cash. One day, she told me that one of the houses she was pet sitting at was definitely haunted and I should come check it out. Again, it's because I'm the ghost friend. Walking (laughs) into the home, I was immediately sad. It was a beautiful home, but you could tell many areas were unused or untouched. As my sister-in-law was showing me around, she was talking about all the weird experiences she has had, like doors opened that she knew she locked, or items going missing, I could sense right away that we were not alone in the house. She then told me that the woman who owned the house's husband had died by suicide in the home. He was a lawyer who struggled with depression and lost a very severe malpractice suit. She then brought my brother and I to the den where the suicide had happened. At this time, nature called for my brother and he went to use the bathroom off of the den. As a joke, my sister-in-law shut off all of the lights and left the room, leaving me in the dark waiting for my brother. In that moment, I heard an angry, clear as day, hey, in my ear. Someone was not happy that I was in his space. One might think that would be enough to not return to the home, but being a barista, hard up for money, I willingly took over the pet sitting gig from my sister-in-law when she determined the house was too active and creepy for her to return to. That's nice. When I first met with the woman who lived in the home to get all the details, she had me meet her at the house. She explained where the food was, what kind of toys the kitties liked, etc. Then she told me one very specific request. While the cats only needed wet food at night, because the morning they get an automatic dry food feeder, she asked that I come by every morning to bring the paper into the house. She explained that once when she and her husband were on vacation, her home was broken into and it was very traumatic for her. She believed that someone noticed the newspapers were piling up and figured that they were not home. So she was very clear. 
I was to come get the paper every morning and not to leave it in the driveway until evening. A bit weird, but an easy enough request. After that day, my 16-day cat-sitting gig would begin. I want to sidebar really quick to explain the layout of the house. It was a decent-sized house with a driveway and a garage that was connected to the home. I was instructed to go into the house through the garage. However, the house also had a U-shaped loop in front of the front door that she noted that no one really used. But the paper was always delivered in the driveway to the garage. Nothing of note really occurred on the house in the beginning. Other than that, it just had that very sad feeling in the home. In my mind, I wondered if it was because I knew what had happened in the home. The kitties were also not a fan of strangers and often hid under the bed when I was there. It wasn't the happy kitty playtime that I was hoping for. One morning, though, I had overslept for work and knew I wouldn't make it to the house to get the paper. I thought to myself, what's one day? And carried on with my day. That night, I went to the house and parked in the driveway. I entered the home, fed the cats, unsuccessfully tried to get them to love me, and then decided to leave. As I got in my car, I realized that the paper wasn't in the driveway. At first, I thought maybe a neighbor grabbed it or that there was no paper today, but then I decided to check the front door in case. I pulled into the parking loop in the front of the house and saw that the paper was at the front door. Now, I was about 12 days into pet sitting here, and this was the first time it was at the front door instead of in the driveway. The woman had only given me a key to the garage door, so I grabbed the paper, put it in my car, thinking I would bring it in the next morning. As I entered the car, I looked up at the window. Clear as day, I saw a full-bodied apparition of a man staring at me from the window. I could tell it was not a live person because it was grayish and semi-see-through. I had been through the entire house, and I knew I was the only one in there, and I could tell he was pissed. I drove out of there as fast as I could, and to this day, I still remember what he looked like and that gaze. I was of sound mind, awake, alert, not inebriated in any way, and the sun was still out. I know what I saw. The next morning, I entered the home with my mental tail between my legs. I apologized out loud for not bringing in the paper the day before and made a promise to be more responsible in the future. Looking at some photos on the walls, I confirmed what I already knew. The man I saw was her husband. He was letting me know he was not happy with me for not bringing in the paper. I brought someone with me at night for the rest of her vacation. I can't explain the level of fear and guilt I had after the fact, and to this day, I still feel terrible for oversleeping that day. Needless to say, that was the last time I pet sat for the woman, even though she called me several times afterwards to ask me to, but I felt too ashamed to tell her what had happened. Sometimes I wonder if he moved the paper out of the driveway. As sad and scary as this story is, I do think it is sweet that he is still looking out for her. I hope you liked my stories. I'll send some more in the future. See you on the other side, Megan. I was going to say the same thing that Megan just mm-hmm. su- suggested, that he probably brought it as far as he physically could yeah. in his astral body, which was to the front door, expecting yeah. her to take it the, the rest of the way. And when she didn't, he was probably like, I spent all morning yeah. pushing that forward. Oh, <laughs> And I like the idea that he's just, you know, he knows that his wife is so concerned about a break-in. I mean, that is super traumatic. Mm-hmm. And so he was trying yeah. to do what he could to help. Right. I wonder if she's ever, if this woman who lives there, if she's ever experienced anything herself or if anyone else who's ever cat sit and house sat has ever experienced anything. I mean, and told her. Oh, and told her. I mean, it's probably hard for people to want to tell her because they don't want to upset her or trigger anything. But I also imagine that she probably had experiences. But it's right. It is one of those things that, like, you're not sure how to approach the conversation. I wonder too, like, maybe after. 
the break in, maybe, maybe he hadn't been around for as long. Maybe he had just kind of like been on the sidelines, mm-hmm. watched her from wherever. But after her being so spooked and nervous about all of these things happening, maybe that's when he started to make himself much more actively present oh, in her life. Maybe. So it makes me wonder too if like that's something where she maybe recognized that he was with her now or if it would have been easy for her to be like, oh, well, I think I'm just being a little bit paranoid. Like I'm chalking it up to yeah. an overactive imagination. Yeah, I don't know. I also yeah. wonder if the kitties see anything. Like what if yeah. the kitties are hiding when Megan was there because they spent all day playing with their with the woman's husband who passed away. Right. Oh, I know. That's nice. <laughs> that That's is nice, nice to think. think. About, that they're just like having a good time. <laughs> Oh, but I get the feeling when cats like don't love you, it is so, well, for me, soul wrenching. I'm like, why don't you understand how much I love you? I know. I feel that way with just all animals. I'm like, I thought I had animal vibes. So if you're not picking up on my animal vibes, why don't you What's happening? What's wrong with you? What's the disconnect? What are you not? What are you not getting? Oh my gosh, did I tell you? I'm, yeah, you're not picking up what I'm putting down, animal. When, when I, I want was you. in um, Sedona with Nick and his parents, we there was one night we were like going out to the car at like 10 p.m. to grab something mm-hmm. and I'm walking down the stairs from our hotel room and all of a sudden I hear like this like shuffling happening and all of a sudden this like – they're called javelinas. Like they're kind of like pigs but they're not pigs and it just like ran out from underneath the stairs and I was so startled, but <laughs> but then I was like, wait, I've never really seen a – and I'm saying this, I'm calling them a pig, but I know they're not. I can't remember what kind of creature they are, but they look – Wait, pig-like. what are they? They're called javelinas. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, they look like pigs, but they're actually a different type of species. They're not pigs. But anyway, I like was like, oh, I've never been around a pig. Like, I, They're kind of cute, even though they smell. They're called like the skunk. Their like, nickname is like the skunk pig because they really do smell terrible. But – I oh this so are they as tiny as they look? No, they're big. You probably are looking at the baby. Oh, ones. they are. They were though they're they're pretty. Oh, I'm big. definitely looking at the baby. Yeah, and oh, here I, we go. Here's like a yeah. I made eye contact with one, and it kind of looked at me. Yeah, for everyone to look at that, it kind of made eye contact with me, and I was like, I think we're we're connecting right now. And but then I was <laughs> I chickened out. But I think I think Havelina is like me is what I want to say. Do they attack people? Uh, no. So like Fran, boars. Nick's dad, kept thinking that. They were um, aggressive and attacking type of animals. But I was like, I'm not getting that vibe. And then I looked it up and apparently they're pretty friendly. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, I want to befriend the pigs. Yeah. Pigs to me, Sabrina, you know how like when you, you're just like full cat. Like oh, cat, full. Cats will make you cry. Cats will make you, your heart full. Yeah. My heart is full when I'm around dogs, mm-hmm. but pigs make me cry. Oh. If I see a pig, I am like near tears. Have you pet a pig? I love pigs. You have? I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> I have. We had at, at our college, remember, during no. finals week, they had a petting zoo. They brought a petting zoo in. I did not. And I sat in the cage and pet the pig. I love all pigs. Piglets, big old piggies. Oh, my gosh. All of them. So for those cat people out there, I'm sure you follow Kitten Lady. And then there's another one, Foster, I think it's XYZ, something like that. But they, the two of them are friends. And they've recently been fostering pigs a lot. And it is my favorite thing to watch. They like bottle Ugh. feed these baby pigs. I need to follow this. Yeah, just for the pigs. It's so it's cute. great. The kitten stuff oh is God. also, I mean, the best. But the pig stuff's a nice added bonus. The little piggies. Little piggies. I think it's just. I mean, it's 
sad for the people who thought they were getting miniature pigs, but miniature pigs are not a thing. But do you remember like they were oh, being yes. marketed as miniature pigs? Yeah. And everyone bought them and then they were just like these like It's like giant well, no, they're just baby that pigs that grow into giant pigs. Yeah. Yes. You're yeah. just literally buying them as their babies. Yeah. Yeah. But I I want a pig, but I was told that I'm not allowed to have one. All right. This is from Marie. I always feel like we use the the headphones in our ears, yeah. but yours fits really nicely in your ear and mine. I feel like I'm I'm like still getting used to like positioning it correctly. Oh. But I always feel like a pop star when I go like this because <laughs> I'm like, I, ca- I can't hear the music playing. I can't hear my vocal <laughs> track. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to shove it in my ear hole. I like I like that. Uh, Hello. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Hello, Corinne and Sabrina. I have been waiting for the perfect moment to sit down and write this email, but with my three daughters, that time has not seemed to exist anymore (laughs) during this stupid fucking quarantine. Anyway, now is the time. Hello. (laughs) My name is Marie, and like I said, I have three daughters, and let me tell you, they're little weird beacons who attract some very interesting events. Yes, love it. This is why... Having kids is great. <laughs> Only because they attract weird things. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why I'll have them. Yeah. Okay. So let me start with my oldest daughter, Joanna, now 12, and her first run-in with the paranormal. This story requires some very quick background details to make it make sense. My mom had a baby named Michael Paul in 1965. Michael passed from SIDS at around two months old on oh. January 24th, 1966. Fast forward to 2010 when I gave birth to our second daughter, Georgia, on January 25th. My mom -mom had a very strong and kind of weird connection with Georgia. Like she never wanted to put her down and would stare at her for hours on end. She looked a ton like the baby that she had lost, but I never really mentioned it. I also thought it was kind of creepy that she was born the day after. Yes, several decades later, but he passed away. So reincarnation maybe? Yeah. Anyway, a few days after, I realized the weird connection with my mom and baby Georgia and the coincidental dates that my oldest, Joanna, then 20 months, started walking around telling people, Michael Paul here. (gasps) Guys, she wasn't even two yet. And I certainly hadn't told my toddler about her dead baby uncle. I panicked because I automatically thought that he was there to take my baby and the same thing. Oh, to take my baby the same way that he was taken. I would stand in her bedroom over the crib and silently ask my uncle to please not take her. And then I promised I would take care of her. (laughs) This, yeah. Oh. This went on for a few weeks with Joanna talking about Michael Paul being in the house and me asking him to please not take her every time that I would put her down to sleep. Right around when Georgia turned three months old, I put her into the crib and did my usual silent prayer. The second I finished, her ladybug mobile turned on and began turning. Oh my gosh. I was totally freaked out and told my husband, but he just rolled his eyes. After that, Joanna stopped talking about Michael Paul. And now that I look back, I realize that he was not there to take my baby. He was there to protect her from Mm. what took him in his (laughs) sleep. She had an actual guardian angel. Oh, like, or was it actually him or is, is it him reincarnated? I don't, I don't know. Ah, Either way, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Michael Paul here. (laughs) 
Now on to Georgia. She is 10 now, and the poor kid is obsessed with ghost adventures, <laughs> I think has made herself way too wide open to visitors that she doesn't actually want. Oh. She, I love that. That was us. Yeah. That was us too. She had both the good and the bad experiences. She's woken up to see these odd figures hovering over her, and at first I thought – Maybe it was shadow figures, but then she started to describe them to me. And honestly, I don't know what they are. She said that they are people-shaped, but completely see-through, but blurry. Most nights, she just turns all of the lights on, and then she's totally fine to go back to sleep. But one night, she was pushed out of her bed. I never have any experiences in this house, so I really don't know what to make of it. So I just cleanse and burn white copal resin, and that seems to do the trick for me every little while. That's what my mom did in my brother's room that was like this. If you guys have any idea what the clear figures harassing my kid are, I would love to know. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to know, too. Finally. So sorry. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Maybe other people will have information. Let us know. Comment below. Finally, the last – comment below – or join the Facebook group or yeah. Discord. I feel like there's so many places for the community to connect with each yeah. other. And there's so many people that have similar experiences and that have more knowledge than we do. Yeah. So that's a good place to start. So sorry, Marie, that Sabrina and I don't have an answer for the <laughs> we hardly do. circling. Yeah. Yeah. We have answers for almost nothing. So, yeah. so sorry. Mm. We're just here as the conduits. We just repeat everything. We just like to read your stories. Sorry. Exactly. Sorry. Finally, my last story. My little one, Sylvie, is seven. She is dot, 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 so weird in the most beautiful way. (laughs) I love that. She's so open and has the most intense experiences. The first time we really picked up on her sensitivities was when she was three years old. It was the first night my friends and I went out ghost hunting. What that means is a bunch of 30-something-year-old women get drunk and go explore all the haunted abandoned <laughs> places in our Philly suburb with an EMF detector, yes. a pendulum, and dowsing rods. Yes. That's I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That night, once my husband and I had gotten into bed and were just starting to drift off, Sylvie sat up in her bed and screamed, and then the power went out. <laughs> no, you didn't read that wrong. She didn't scream because the power went out. She screamed. And then the power went out. Oh, my gosh. I got up. This is so Matilda, isn't it? Yeah. I got up and I looked out the window and I saw that just our house was without power. Stop. We ran to her room and by the time we got there, the lights had come back on. My husband, the analytical skeptical lawyer, looked at me and said, Marie, what the fuck did you do at <laughs> home? It was awesome. <laughs> Next, about a year later, Sylvie started telling me that she could hear people talking in her room. I asked her what she heard, and she said that she could hear people saying her name, and some were asking her for help. She said she wasn't scared, and she just ignored them because they were strangers, and we don't talk to strangers. Oh, my gosh. I love Sylvie. I love her. (laughs) But she thought it was important that she tell me that it was Carl's birthday. Guys, we don't know a Carl. (laughs) When I asked her who Carl was, she said, I'm not sure, but he wanted me to know that today is his birthday. (laughs) Stop. Now that she's seven, she talks about her ability to commune with spirits all the time and nothing scares her. It's just a part of her life and she seems to enjoy it. Lastly, podcast related, but not paranormal, back to the bibbidi-bobbidi-boo episode and the security guard telling Sabrina to smile. We have this obnoxious old neighbor who speaks in cliches to my girls and they can't stand him. One morning on the way to the bus stop, he told Sylvie, seven at the time, she needed to smile more. Yes, a child. 
And she looked at him dead in the face and said, I don't owe anyone a smile. And kept walking. <laughs> Sylvie is my spirit animal. Oh, my I gosh. Know. Praise Sylvie. We're bumping her up to the top of our pyramid scheme. We're bumping yeah, us down. You She's and I are the now. bottom corners. Sylvie's up here. <laughs> yeah. Sylvie's at the top. Sylvie. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to read this. You guys are the coolest. And if you ever find yourself in the Philly area, we should totally have some drinks and eat mac and cheese. Oh, that sounds amazing. And can we join Take you and your you on the moms? Other side. Can we join the mom EMF group? Because that sounds really fun. I know. Too. The mom EMF group. I know. And I, I'll just say this because I butchered the first – when I first started reading this, she said my mom. I think I said her mom at the beginning, but it's her grandmother that she was talking oh, about yeah, first yeah. with Michael Paul, yeah. who has since passed away. I figured that with the timing because it yeah. was like 1960s. Right. Oh, my gosh. I but. just – this is – your daughters are freaking cool, like amazing. And What a trio. Yeah. Yes. They might be the new triangle, the three of them. We're just not even on the triangle. We're like in the midst. We got lost. (laughs) We got lost in their triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just incredible, though. I mean, it's so horrible to to lose a baby, and SIDS is so scary. It's yeah, it's so so, sad. so scary. So and sad. I feel like being a new parent, yeah, there's just there's so much pressure and there's so much after you, and so there's like to think so much to be afraid of to too, have yeah. the thought right that that Michael Paul's uh, presence could also mean right could also mean that it was her own child was at risk. And I know. I feel that's like so that's sad. so scary, but I'm glad to hear that it was more of a protection. Yeah. I Which just makes me wonder know. too, like to your point, Sabrina, when you were like, was it a reincarnation? I wonder if it was more of like if Michael Paul was there mm. kind of like doubling up in the body, like also yeah. being in her daughter's body along with her own soul to protect her during those right. at-risk years. I am curious because she said that her mom mom loved like had this like special connection with her daughter. So it does make me think that like it was a reincarnation in a way. And then mm. so I'm curious. I also wonder how old that daughter is now and if when she's like 4, like our story in the last encounters with Elsie's daughter, if she'll have a lot more to say about her past life, even though it was such a short yeah. past life, but if she'll be able to speak about it more. I right. Don't know. I mean, I think all all of her daughters are older now, so she'll have to tell her because her youngest daughter is Sylvie now, seven. Oh. Oh. Okay. So well, we, we went need oldest to know more. To, oh, okay. We went oldest, oldest to, youngest. to youngest. I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, so now, yeah. Well, Marie, we have questions. We'll follow up. <laughs> we have questions. We have questions. But also incredible. So Thank incredible. you for sharing that. Okay. Sylvie can turn out lights. She's powerful. She's powerful. Okay. (laughs) I have a listener story from Tasha, and it is called, I think you'll like my husband. He's dead. Hello. I am one girl with one ghost, my husband. We'll call him N. I discovered your podcast during COVID while I was homeschooling my kids. Thank you for that spot of sanity. My 11-year-old daughter also likes to listen. My husband, N, was killed in Afghanistan 10 years ago in September. Our daughter, mentioned above, was 14 months old, and I was 37 weeks pregnant with our son. Through the years, N keeps showing up. Two of my favorite stories are included in this email, as well as a couple photos I believe he is in. The first time I had a powerful knowing he was around was when our kids were about three and four. I was sitting in front of our fireplace in a new house that N had never lived in, And suddenly, I just had this feeling that he was there. I always feel it on my right side, by my ear and neck. And in my head, I said to him, I know you are here, but I can't hear you. Go tell S. S is my friend that is a medium. 
Since about nine months after N passed, he had been communicating to me through her, sometimes much to her detriment, waking her up in the middle of the night. I didn't even (laughs) know she had this talent until after he died and he found her. Anyway, I told him to go to S and then I had to put the kids to bed. Once they were settled in, I checked my messages on my phone and much to my surprise, I had a message from S. This is, oh, we could only hope to have someone like that. I know, this is amazing. Yes. It read, to the best of my memory, N says you think you hear him, but you're second guessing yourself. Just know that when you feel that, he is really there. The timestamp of the message was just minutes after I sent him to her. I couldn't believe it. It it was so powerful. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) I know. I have tried it again many times, but it doesn't always work. I also want to be respectful of S and not just dominate her her talents with my requests. This other amazing story happened a couple years ago. The team that N had first deployed with before I knew him was having a reunion. Wives were also included, so they invited me. Even though I had only met one of them in person before, N had always spoken so fondly of them that I felt like I knew each and every one of them. On the first night, we were standing around a large kitchen island, bigger than any standard kitchen island. The only thing on it was an empty red solo cup, thanks to another wife for cleaning. I was standing at one end of the island near the cup with three other guys talking about N and sharing photos. Out of the corner of my eye, I swear I saw the red solo cup move. I asked, did you guys see that? I swear that cup just moved. So then with everyone's eyes on the cup I had just called attention to, it flew across the island onto the floor as if hit by the back of someone's hand. It was not a small or gentle movement. Anyone else thinking of the pottery scene in Ghost? (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I remember dropping my phone and throwing my hands up in the air like a stick up. I guess to show I hadn't touched it, but I didn't need to prove anything. They all had seen it too. And we agreed it was N showing he was happy that I was there meeting his buddies. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever witnessed. Also attached are two photos for your eyes only. I thought you guys would appreciate these. The first photo is at the reception after N's funeral. It is of our very good friend who had served with N and our daughter. His wife took the picture and at first didn't realize what it was. Days later, she sent it to me with a text that said, That's not John's hand. If you look closely, you will see the waving hand is see-through. It's also not in correct proportion to the people in the photo. And since she took the photo herself, she knew her husband wasn't even waving in that moment. The second one- I know. I'm, wa- I'm looking at it. I know. And it's I, so clear. It's so clear. And I know we can't show it to everyone, but I, I mean, this is incredible. The second one is the day. Yeah, it just looks like straight up a detailed hand that's translucent. Yes. And you can tell that the man in the photo, his arm is like down. Like, you know, like how a shoulder position like looks differently. Yes. Ugh. The second one is the day after our son was born. We didn't actually know we were having a boy. He was born six weeks after N died. My aunt, who had come to me to be my birth coach, was taking this picture of me, the new baby boy, the big sister, and my mom. And she took a picture, looked at her camera, and said, huh, that's weird. Then she took another photo. What was weird in the photo? A very clear orb right near my head that sure looks like to be the shape of another head and neck. I knew... (laughs) I knew and wouldn't miss the birth of his only son. I know this sounds weird and I'm not being funny, but I'm very happy my husband is such a good dead guy. (laughs) I feel like he hasn't actually left us and our relationship has just changed and that soothes me. Thanks for reading. I have other instances of him being around, but these are my favorite. Tasha, she, her. Ugh. 
my God. I'm like, this is a yeah, this beautiful is- story. Beautiful. <sighs> it's making me emotional, like, looking at the photos. Because I know. Because I feel like we already feel so connected to everyone just through yeah. people's emails and writing. But to, like, see these photos. Actually see them. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Tasha, I'm sorry this that you had to go. Through. I know. I know. It's so sad, but I, I love that and is still with Tasha and her family and her kids. And the the fact that <laughs> the fact that he communicates through her friend because he has messages for her. Like that's I am curious, Tasha, after your son was born, did N say anything to S? Like, and were there any communications or messages? Right. And how many messages have you gotten from S? And, and you know, you don't have to tell us, but I'm just curious. <sighs> this is reminding me of who wants to be a millionaire where you have to, like, phone a friend. <laughs> they just, like, go through S. I was like, <laughs> where are you going with this connection? <laughs> no, they just – he has to phone a friend. Phone a friend. He's like, oh, I got to call S. She can't, she's not fully getting it this time. But it also sounds like Tasha's super, I mean, obviously she knows when he's around. She Mm -hmm. knows when she can like hear him and connect with him. It's just about trusting herself in that too. So it sounds like that's only going to grow over time. I know. And pretty soon, I mean, it's amazing to have S as like a backup and someone who can double down and tell you that you're correct in in what you're feeling and experiencing. But it also seems like Tasha's going to fully be able to to have this connection yeah. on her own with her husband. I also wonder if as her kids have grown up or are growing up, if they will ever have any experiences with their father. Yeah. Right. Because her kids are young. Yeah. I mean, one of her babies was born. And they're like 11 like, now. They're probably, I think that's what, oh, 11, now they're 12. a little older. Yeah. But yeah, at the time, especially like when it sounds like John was being, yeah, John, who am I? N. Wait, why did I say John? It's I don't N. Know. I don't know. Why did you say John? What if that's I actually, don't know. What if that's actually his name and you just forget? That would be weird. That would be weird. Okay. Well, N. Yeah. <laughs> it literally doesn't say the word John in here anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. N. It is. Yeah. Well, around the time that N was being really active, like they were, they were younger, yeah. they were babies, and yeah. it sounds like he's still, he still is. So he's still. Oh, gosh. I wonder what they'll see. I wonder. And experience and hear and feel. I feel like Tuesdays are now my favorite day. We record in the mornings on Tuesdays. And then we have campfire stories on Spotify Live on Tuesday evenings. And it's just mm-hmm. a ghost-filled day. And I'm, I freaking love it. I know. I love it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's so good. So good. And then after campfire stories, everybody's on Discord I know. chatting. And people like tell Ugh. more. Ugh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so, so good. good. So well, thanks everyone for being a part of this community, the triangle, being a phantom. Please email us all of your ghost stories uh, to two girls one ghost podcast at gmail dot com, and follow us on social media, rate and review us on iTunes, join our Patreon, our live stream. Oh, we just had our live stream. Well, not really, but like we will have when this episode comes out. Yeah. And then we'll have another live stream in June, and we will announce what that theme is and when it is very soon. Yeah, they're monthly. They're monthly. They're monthly. And we have bonus content. We have in the news, like paranormal news episodes that come out. I don't know why I did the quotations, but I guess like IPN baby in paranormal news. In paranormal news that come out every other week on Patreon. We have ad-free episodes on there. I mean, all the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. And yeah. we have YouTube. Maybe you're watching us right now talking about it on YouTube. 
And maybe you're, yeah, look, hey, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> hey, hi. How's it going? Did you enjoy seeing our faces? Did you like this? Rate and review uh, and comment below. <laughs> yeah, please be nice. <laughs> please. Otherwise, I'm going to uh, die and poof into your existence or glitch and scare the shit out of you. So, so that's a, what that's do you a threat. Want? That's a yeah. <laughs> Watch out. She's okay. coming for you. I am. I am. I am. I am. And um, we will. Oh, wait. No. Quick thank yous. Thank you to Aiden Manning and the entire team at Upfire Digital for editing both our audio and our YouTube videos. We freaking love you guys and wouldn't – I don't know. We wouldn't exist without you. So I will not haunt any of you. And now we and will. And we will. See, see you on the, the other, other side. side. Very smooth.